Bless the Lord. My name is Apostle Dr. Antonio E. Wright, Senior Pastor and Founder of Kingdom Expectations. You are now preparing to listen to Kingdom Expectation Ministries podcast. We pray that you be blessed, encouraged, and enriched as you listen to the Word of God. God is good. So I got about 35, 40 minutes. Uh, we'll discuss that later. Because uh, y'all shortening my time up. I got about 35, 40 minutes. Because uh, I don't want to be too long. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you. I, you know, thank you guys for a whole bunch of stuff. Thank you for your prayers. I just realized my brain was not functioning. I just realized I just got back in town. I just got back in town. Didn't have to go back out of town. Because I'm out of town trying to figure out where in town I'd been to. I forgot I'd been to Florida. I couldn't figure out where I was at. So I was having issues. You know, I was having, my nephews looking at me like I was crazy. And this mic on the side is pulling my pants down. So don't y'all look too hard. Uh, it was just crazy, man. I'm like, and then I looked the day when I got ready to get dressed to come to church. And my suitcase is still in the corner. Only thing I did was take my dirty clothes out. So I'm like, that was kind of quick, bro. But I thank you guys for your prayers, for your uh, your prayers, your offerings, your love, uh, and all of that good stuff. We I want to thank God again tonight, and I don't know if it's going to be on it or be on live. It probably won't come on when Maria sends it out. But I want to thank God for those that follow us online. Uh, I know uh, Applesauce's sisters, Pamela and Brenda, am I correct? I thank God for them. They follow everything. Uh, I thank Dr. Troy is on tonight. We thank God for him. Uh, great man of God. Also, we have our, our um, there's no distance now in membership. Church is not the same. Amen. Me and Dr. Rick talked about that this morning. So now we have members who are not here. Uh, they're in Georgia and Florida. So we thank God for uh, Stephanie. And we've, we've introduced her to you guys via text. Uh, Denny had actually joined the ministry while I was in Florida. Denny's out of Georgia. But he follows Dr. Rick and he came to Florida kind of wild the way Denny came up because I was sitting there getting ready uh, for our conference to start. And uh, Dr. Rick walked up to me, because I didn't even tell you about this, did I? Dr. Rick walked up to me with Denny, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, he says, well, Denny wants to talk to you, Doc. I said, well, hi, Denny, how are you doing? What do I need to do to be a member of the church? Uh, just join, pay your tithes and offers, and you in like Flynn. Well, I'm here. I said, well, thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Denny's an, Denny is a historian. So Denny's been filling my head with knowledge. He follows the, uh, uh, the old war things and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so we appreciate Denny and Stephanie and them being a part of the, the ministry. And there's others that are now coming in. It's a whole new ball game. Uh, and I just thank God that he's allowed us and allowed me to be in the position to be the shepherd. Uh, such a large majority of social media folk. Ministry is, is wild, man. This is, this is, this is the 29th century. And that's a whole nother subject. So, so and getting on, and I, Pastor Carlos, First Lady Lawson, they're on tonight and they're always following us. I thank God for him. Uh, of course, I always deem Pastor Carlos as my oldest son because he was ordained a part of our ministry. Oh my God, before anybody else. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I spoke into his life in 86, 87. I'm 45. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, let me tell you this to you. <laughs> of course, I thank God for my wife. Amen. The, the, the apple of my eye. Forget all the dumb stuff. Without her, I would not be able to stand and do the things that I do and have peace in my home when I come home. So for that, we're grateful. 
So, okay, I got all that. Did I need, did I miss anybody? Okay, good. Rob decided to come to church tonight. Don't worry, nobody know who I'm talking about. The camera ain't on him. You know, he gonna blame it on Lowe's or Home Depot or something. You know, everybody got, everybody got an excuse. I didn't forget you, Gloria. Hi, girl, how you doing? She's smiling on Channel 9. We good. Is there a Channel 9? Okay. Uh, so, other words, so let me go. Um, I'm just gonna talk. I wanna share this. Uh, and, and I'm breathing hard because I'm rushing because there's so much in my head. So the dumb thing about me, everybody know I read. So on the way, uh, on the way down to Carolina and on the way back, I was listening to this book and I'm not going to deviate into this. I'm going to share this because I still want to finish up. This is a long series. We'll probably be doing it next year. Um, but one of the things in dealing with the purpose of prayer and the power of prayer, prayer is purpose and it's power. Tonight, I want to briefly share about reclaiming our authority and how God gave us back our authority. So I, I listen to testimonies, and sometimes they need to become more briefer. Uh, but I listen to the testimonies, and, and I'm listening to what God is doing as it goes along with the message that he's giving me uh, and reclaiming our authority. And so I heard what Cranberry said, and I, I heard what Deke said. And we have to understand, like I was talking with Dr. Rick, and I know it sounds like I'm going in a circle. Well, you know, there was a song that said, will it go around in circles? So we're going to go around as long as you come back around to the front, you're going to be all right. And there was, there's a situation that I was talking to Dr. Rick this morning. I said, you know, for 24 years, yeah, because I've been kingdom now for the past eight or nine, so maybe 22 years. So for the past 22, 23 years, the church, I was teaching the effects of the kingdom, not the kingdom. So now it's hard for me to listen to preachers because most preachers don't preach kingdom, they preach the effects. So when you get excited because the hammer is banging and the choir is singing and they're telling you about how, uh, uh, how the woman with the issue of blood pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment and she was healed and you shouting glory, that's the effects of the kingdom. That's not kingdom. The effects of the kingdom is the fact that we're already here. You just have to receive it. It's kind of like the question, uh, that uh, uh, one of our daughters asked us, uh, daughter, granddaughter, she, I don't know how many titles I got now for people. Uh, she asked us on Bible study as far as the gift of um, faith. And the, the thought was, what happens to people that have a prayer and they believe that God's going to deliver them and he doesn't? Does that mean they did not have faith? No, that just means that the gift wasn't in operation. Because what we fail to realize is, he gives people the gift of faith as he wills, not as you will. As he wills, not as you will. So that goes back to something that Deke said, and you have to comprehend this with the things of God. There's certain things in the kingdom when you started dealing with gifts, it has nothing to do with you. It's what he wills. That's like, I don't pray for everybody to get pregnant. I can't. It's only who he wills for me to pray for. You could bring your mama, your cousin, your sister, your brother, your great-grandma. I hope she ain't trying to have nothing. You can... <laughs> I mean, you can bring up who you want to, but if it's not in his will, I can't touch them. You know, I always tell people, well, you know, I can't cast nothing out unless he tells me that's what I'm supposed to be functioning in. So it's, it's as he wills. But again, coming back to what I want to talk about is just this, this kingdom and this effect. And, and so thinking about the kingdom of God and the effect of God, we have to be mindful of the fact that there's some things we expect God to do, but is it what he expects to be done? That's it. So even when I'm dealing with reclaiming our authority through prayer, there's some things we expect. My question is, is your expectation his expectation? Or do you feel like it should be your expectation because you think you're all of that in the bowl of chips? 
Huh? So we have to understand that we have to then go back and ask God, what is your expectation? I've had to do that. Me and Dr. Rick was talking about that this morning. I said, because so many times now, there's certain preachers I no longer can listen to. I'm not going to call no names, but don't no blame. There's just certain preachers I can't listen to because I understand now they're not preaching the gospel. They're preaching what was gospel. Because they're preaching what happens after. They're not preaching what happens before. If you preach what happens before, you're going to preach the kingdom. If you're preaching about healing, that's after. If you preach about deliverance, that's after. What comes before that is kingdom. Deliverance is a part of kingdom. In other words, if you listen and read Jesus, read everything he wrote and read, or read everything and read is about him, everybody was healed as the kingdom was preached. It didn't even say he laid hands on everybody. Some people, as he was preaching the kingdom, they got healed, they got delivered, they got set free. It's while he was preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom that things happened. But what we got caught up on was the Hammond and the choirs. When Jesus is like, okay, well, um, I'll be glad when y'all come after me. Excuse me, after you come after the kingdom, because, you know, funny, Jesus didn't even say to seek him. So now people are upset. Apostle Wright, uh, you, you, what's wrong, son? You, you wearing adornments, uh, you, you're marking up your body, and what happened to holiness? Holiness isn't in your dress. Holiness is a lifestyle. But you Pentecostal folk made it a dress code. You Pentecostal folk made it a dress code. Now, if you don't dress a certain way, or you're not holy, that's not biblical. That's not kingdom. I'm tired of wearing them three-piece suits sweating my fat behind. Hot up in this joint. Let's be honest with this thing, huh? But I'm talking about reclaiming authority, so let me go back. I'm just saying. So, so again, you're going to probably hear me say some more weird stuff. You know, it's kind of funny. So I was listening to this book. See, I don't went way out in left field, but I don't have a catcher's mitt. I got a, I got a real glove. Now, if I was left field with a catcher's mitt, we have an issue. But I got a real glove, and I'm going to tag him out at home. So I was listening to this, uh, I can't even think of the name of the guy. He's a, he's a Christian guy, believe it, but he's a scientist. And he was talking about how your cells create themselves by what you think. You know, I was right down my alley then, right? Because, you know, I, me, and Darwin had a, me and Darwin had an issue when I got my master's in pastoral counseling when I was studying child psychology. I know y'all thought I'm ignorant. It's okay. It's okay. So I did that in the Army. And we fussed every night. Because he was a major. I said, you ain't got no uniform on in, in school. In school, you did like me, bro. Now, tomorrow I see you, I said, sir. But tonight, yo, Doug, I need to tell you something. You crazy, just like Darwin. Because Darwin said everything happened randomly. Nothing happens randomly. Everything happens by design. And the stupidity is, inside of the atom, there's just little tornado spinning. The atom itself is empty. But the atom has a membrane that listens to its area. It listens to its environment, and it moves in relationship to its environment. So everything we see is the atoms and the molecules that's moving at a rate of speed that's so fast, it makes everything look solid or take shape. So you mean to tell me that if I say something and put myself in the proper environment, then my atoms will collectively become what I need them to become? 
Because for some stupidity, the Bible didn't say faith came by reading the word. Huh? It said faith comes by hearing. I don't went way past reclaiming authority. I don't even take time off from the church. Because <laughs> I'm in the role. You feel me? I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm already done. I done left DCA airport. I'm already flying into LaGuardia. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't missed that, did y'all? Y'all, y'all ain't on, I'm actually finna go to Canada. You don't even realize I'm, I'm, I'm just, it's so, I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm driving the car and just riding and I'm like, oh snap, I'm about to have a fit on 95. Actually, I'm driving 95, I gotta slow it down. So you mean to tell me that inside of this body, encapsulated inside of this body, is an atom that's waiting to see what type of an environment I speak it into and it will mold itself into that thought process. So when you think negative about yourself, you receive negative. When you think positive, you receive positive. When you adhere to negative talk, which is why I posted something else. You know, I, I'm a Facebook fanatic for some reason and I don't say too much, but every now and then people get on my nerves. So I made this particular statement uh, this little quote on Facebook, I said, I will no longer sit at tables to whereas when I get up, I might be the subject. Right. Yeah, I loved it. One of the girls that I know from, from exercising, she's in Colorado, Idaho, somewhere. She says, Doc, don't nobody treat you like that, do they? <laughs> she put hearts and smiles. I said, yeah, right. I refuse any longer to sit at anybody's table that I will be the subject when I get up. You say, why is that? I say, because I'm kingdom. And here's one of the things I'm gonna share with you about kingdom. Don't expect everybody to adhere to what you share. Amen. I had this incident again this weekend. So I was talking to this young man. He might be on the night, I don't even know. Well, he don't know the name of the church. So I was talking to this young man and I had a sleeveless shirt on. I mean, we was in the gym. So we started talking. He started talking apostolic. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> you ever heard of Bishop Bonner? Yes, I never heard of Bishop Bonner. I know all about Bishop Bonner. What do you know about Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ? How do you know about that? I was an elder under that organization when I was 26. And you have a, yeah, I have a tattoo. You got a problem with it? Come on, judgment. Come on, let's go. I thought about Michael Jackson. I'm going to rock with you. <laughs> see, automatically judging. And see, I'm reminded of this. I need to get to my word. I'm reminded of this scripture. I'm paraphrasing it because I'm not a Bible thumper like y'all. I'm reminded of the scripture that when the disciples went to Jesus and they said, yo, Jesus, check. Can I be me? Yo, Jesus, check it out. We got the boys over there, man, in the hood. And they talking about you and what you do. And these people are coming to them, but they're not following us. And what does Jesus say? If they're doing it in my name. Let them go. You ever notice how everybody wants you to be in their tribe? And once you advance, they don't want you to advance, so they keep trying to give you excuses and pulling you down. You know what I'm talking about? Your brother, your sister, your mama, your daddy, your cousins, Jojo Nim, Juju Nim. See, I tell my family, I don't even talk about Jesus around my, my kinfolk. There ain't no need, because I already know it's going to be. And so when I do talk about them, the eyes be like, I said, it's okay, I'm the ignorant child. I'm the one, I'm the dreamer. I'm the one that's slow. Don't pay me any attention. Don't pay me any attention. Don't pay me, any, just don't come to Virginia, but don't pay me any attention. Don't come to Virginia, now stay down here, don't pay me any. See, and you need to start telling your folk that just don't, don't pay me, don't worry about it. Don't even try to change their mind because they can't, they can't comprehend because people have been so indoctrinated with false gospels. 
and we were there, were we not? You had to be because I was teaching you. So we, <laughs> we were there. So here's, here's my ignorance. I need to get to this. Here's my ignorance. Can y'all help me real quick? Here's my ignorance. If we were blessed by God, not having the full knowledge of God, who's to say we can't be blessed by God even more now that we really understand how to have the full knowledge of God? You know, if, if he was really blessing us out of our feet and out of our socks, you understand what I'm saying? If he did that when we had no knowledge of the truth, how much more is he going to bless us now that we really know, oh, this kingdom thing's for real? Amen. See, see, that's my thing. If you bless me before, before, if you bless me before, I'm quite sure you're going to bless me out of my socks now. And I'm not going to wait to see what I expect. Oh, God, that's it. I'm not going to wait to see what I expect from you. I'm going to wait to see what you're going to give me anyway. Because sometimes my expectancy is not really what he wants to do. And so we get confused because, well, God, you didn't do it. That's what happened to the cotton-picking priests. They expected Jesus to come one way, and he came like a little baby, wrapped in some raggedy clothes in a cow trough where they get fed at. Well, you can't be the king coming like that. Oh, I am more than the king, bro. <laughs> See, sometimes you don't even know who you're dealing with. Anyway, how y'all doing? <laughs> so I want to talk about reclaiming. I think I got five more minutes, right? This thing is stupid, man. I mean, I don't know if y'all have conversations with Jesus. Y'all talk to Jesus. So I was sitting up here today. I had, an, I had to call my dad. So I was sitting up talking to Dr. Rick because I, I have these issues, you know, because I expect things. And while I'm talking to him, I see further than what I expected. And I said, well, dang, me and my wife just talked about this. Like when I said hello to everybody that's following us on social media and the, the members we have on social media. And I'm like, this thing is bigger than the, than the building. The building can't even contain this. We need a bigger Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Forget the building. Let's buy the Wi-Fi. Let's build our own service now because it's really crazy. I'm the one that's stuck on stupid and leaning on dumb this time because I'm like, I'm expecting. But he says, I didn't ask you to expect. I just asked you to teach. I, I didn't ask you to even worry. Not that I do. You didn't have to call me that time, bro. <laughs> Made me feel like I was guilty for real. <laughs> See how he said that cough just for <laughs> Huh? Because, you know, I'm still human. So sometimes I think, not of his goodness, I think of the situation. And then he says, so who asked you to do it? Huh? Aren't you doing what I asked you to do? I said, yeah, that's who, who asked you to think? You know, I, I need to get out of here. I need to. Let me tell you what I really love about God. I love the fact that even in my mess, he's still blessed. Because I know none of y'all make none of y'all made a mess. None of, all y'all good. Y'all good. I know y'all don't make mistakes. You know, y'all don't slip. It's okay. But I know me. So there's times that I might, you know, I might not read my Bible every day of the week. Might not read my Bible all week. <laughs> yeah, ain't no need me lying. But see, now what you got to understand, though, if you know me, what do I do all the time? Thank you. So I see. If I miss a week, I'm still probably five months ahead of you. So, I mean, I'm just, now anybody, you want my library? So, but still it affects me.
but I'm amazed at God because even at that point, he'll still speak through me. It's not me. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him. Now you say, well, what does that have to do with reclaiming our authority? You know I'm going to go back to that. Everything. Everything. So let me go so I can get out of here because I don't waste 20 minutes. I hope somebody might have been blessed. Christ himself has accomplished our redemption and reclaimed our earthly authority as a right of his being the second Adam. And it is crucial for us to remember that. Again, dealing with kingdom, you have to know who you are and quit succumbing to the wiles and the wickedness of the enemy. You don't have to talk proper. You don't have to dress proper. You just have to know who you are. You don't have to take no mess. It can still be humble. It's like, up. Oh, this conversation over, baby. Matter of fact, don't just talk to the hand. Talk to the foot. I don't want that. <laughs> you know, as I'm lifting up, just watch this. I ain't going to do the move. <laughs> oh, God. Look. Jesus himself came as a man. Thus, he was qualified as a representative of earthly authority because if Jesus had a came as the son of God, then he would have been disrespecting God's law. And God never goes against his law because God said man has authority over the earth. God took away, got to be more careful. God took away all of his authority and gave it to us. That's kingdom. So Jesus could not come to earth as the son of God, he had to come as the son of man because if he'd have came as the son of God with all of his godly authority, he'd have been disrupting and been disloyal to what God already said. And God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he has to repent. If he said it, that S-E-T-T-L-E-S, did I spell that right? Because I yeah. thought about Nestle's. <laughs> He's not a man. He should lie. Help me tonight, please. And looking at this again, Jesus himself was perfectly obedient and sinless. Thus, he was qualified to be the son of God and to restore man's relationship with the father by overcoming sin, death through his sacrifice on the cross. Because while he was yet man, he was still sinless. While he still had the same infirmities, the same flesh, the same temptations. Because <laughs> nobody didn't say that Mary Magdalene was ugly. You know, if you read the original script in that, they call her Mary Magdalene, but she was Mary of. Which means Mary Magdalene had some position. She was Mary of Magdalene. Whenever they put that of, that means that was a bad motor scooter. She had some position. She just had some issues. Now, I'm sorry. Please do not be upset at this point. Who's to say that she was not an apostle? Because how can Mary hang with Jesus and not be an apostle like the other men? Amen. Right. And you know there's other women apostles in the Bible. Yeah. Right. So it's not that I have things against women apostles. I just have issues with everybody being an apostle. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Everybody's an apostle. Heck, my great-granddaughter could be an apostle. Listen to me. Come here, Marty. You apostle and your ass with the sheep. Yeah. I can see Marty now. God dang it. <laughs> That's my fault. She she said that. I'm just back it up, Rev. So so let's look at this. And again, I'm sharing this so we can comprehend how we have this authority given back to us. Because Jesus rose victoriously. 
Thus, he was qualified to defeat sin and Satan, regain authority over the earth, and be the earth's rightful king. So, of course, with him being the earth's rightful king, he then transferred that authority to those who believe. This is the relationship that we're supposed to have in Christ. The fact that between redemption and true prayer, we have a relationship with God. The position of authority that Jesus won has now been transferred back to us through spiritual rebirth in Christ. We see that in John chapter 3, verses 5. I decided to read it tonight. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So because we're born of the Spirit and of the water, because we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we now have the same authority he had. Wake up, stand up, be who you were called to be. See, that's my problem. I never forget a preacher told me this some years ago. I need to get out of here. A preacher told me this some years ago because he wanted to come up under the ministry, but his wife didn't like me. She said, I talk too much. And then he came and told me, he said, well, you know, I I'm supposed to be under you, but she won't have it. I said, so who the pastor? He said, well, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of. But what I love what he told me after that, I said, well, can you, can you ask me a question, answer this question for me? I, I, he said, yes, sir, what is it? He, he, I said, why nobody like me? I really did ask that question. Sometimes I still ask it now, but I understand better now. He said, well, you know, the issue is, Apostle Wright, you know who you are and what you're doing. I said, well, hey, don't everybody? He said, no. He said, some of us are just trying to find it out as we go. He said, well, the problem is you speak with authority. Now, I'm not bragging on myself because, you know, I'm just, I'm just as weird as everybody else is in this motor school. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing what the Lord tells me to do. He said, but you, have, you speak with such authority. I said, well, because I know what I'm talking about. I said, the stupidity is even when I miss God, I know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it might be my opinion that I miss God on, but at least I still know it's my opinion. You know, because I was so good, I could, I, could, I could justify, clarify, testify of the fact that Jesus didn't make water in the wine, that the, war, the wine was diluted. Remember, I taught that. I shared that. I taught that in the church. I went against one of my, one of my elder friends like with that. He said, I said, well, you say this in the Bible. I say this, and I researched and did that. And he believed. Matter of fact, I believe you. Why are you tripping? <laughs> you don't believe some lies you done told yourself. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> But see, then somewhere along the line, I got, you know, everybody gets deep on this revelation. Can I, y'all know what revelation means? It's just revealed truth. You ain't that deep. You just finally found out you missed it. So I'm not going to say I got this deep revelation. I just understood the truth. They drank wine, bro. They just didn't drink it eight ounces like y'all do, bro. <laughs> That's the problem. Y'all drink the bottle. They drink a little cup. You know what I'm saying? The difference is the bottle... Huh? The difference is the risotto and the MD 2020. Listen. Right. The difference is the Moscato and the Wild Irish Rose. You understand what I'm saying? You drink that gut stuff. They ain't drinking gut. <laughs> See, that, that's the deliverance right there. That's the hashabah. That's the deliverance right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say this. And let, me, let me get in here. You know, Here's what's interesting. So me and my, my, my friend, we had this conversation. Uh, I don't know why we went to drink it. We had this conversation when I was lifting. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I said, so who made beer? He said, who? Do y'all know who started beer? Y'all don't have a clue, do you? Monks. 
Monks made the first beer. The holy men, the ones who used to fast for 45, 60 days, the monks created beer. They were the first ones to institute beer. Right. That's why when you go to Germany, every section got their different beer. Am I right? Just like their different pork, they have their different beer. Well, the monks did it. And I, when I read that study, I said, that's why the people said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Motor schoolers was lit. <laughs> that's why they stayed up in the monastery 60 days with no food. They lit, man. Them hops was tent. I'm praise the Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> let's go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. So let's look. Let's go back to this authority. Give me a few more moments. I'm not going to finish it tonight. Those who believe and receive Christ have the relationship with God and the authority on earth restored. Because of Christ, we can live again as true sons and daughters of God with all the rights and privileges associated with being his offspring. Now, let's go into this. I was thinking about this as I was in the shower. Move your head. Uh, it's kind of amazing. Do you want to be called a son or would you want to be my parishioner? That's something to make you think. Because I can be your pastor or I can be your father. What's going to be more important to you, that you can call me father or that you can call me pastor? Because for me, me being his son is better than me being his servant. Because servants have to work, sons inherit. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So you say, well, what does it have to do with the church? Parishioners learn, sons and daughters inherit. Who's the first one I'm going to call? Am I going to call a parishioner? Am I going to call a son or a daughter? Who's the first one I'm going to impart into? Am I going to impart into a parishioner? Am I going to impart into a son or a daughter? Because a parishioner stays here, but a son and a daughter stays there. Parishioners are, 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 are caught up with every wind and every fable and every lie and every backbite and every gossiping spirit, but a son and daughter will always protect. Always protect. I'd rather him call me his son than for him to call me his servant. I only want him to call me his shepherd. I want him to say, son, are you listening? Yeah, daddy, yeah. That's something to think about because that gives me my authority. Servants don't have authority unless it's relinquished by his owner. But sons always have authority. Remember I told you I had a choice years ago. Was I going to be Johnny Day's son in the hood? Or will I be Lula Wright's grandson in the city? Johnny Day's son wasn't going to be anything because his daddy said he wasn't going to be none. But Lula Wright's grandson could go up with his signature and get anything he wanted from the store. I chose to be Lula Wright's grandson. Right, because them other folk looked at me with respect. In the hood, they didn't look at Johnny Day's son with respect. But guess what? You got to do it now. <laughs> you have a choice. You have to understand the authority that you have and quit succumbing to all these ignorant individuals that you're associating yourself with and you call them friends. That got kind of deep, didn't it? This is the truth anyhow. Y'all know how many friends I got, right? I no longer sit at tables with people that when I get up, I'm the subject of their conversation. So my list has dwindled. 
The one but three. <laughs> now I have straight associates and acquaintances. So anyway, let's go. What time I got? I was, just give me 10 more minutes and we'll finish it next week, I think. <laughs> prayer then, prayer, and, and understanding prayer is both a right and a privilege of the redeemed man who is now in a position to enter fully into a relationship of love with God and to agree that his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm not, it's not for my, it's not, I'm not, no, 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 no. See, the problem is you want your will to be done. That's that expectancy. Well, God, if I pay my tithes, I expect this. And God, if I do this, I expect that. So I give him mine. I give him all mine and some of yours, right? And I just say, whatever, how you want. <laughs> Here's my testimony. I know what I give and how I give. I ain't miss a beat in Carolina. Matter of fact, I got so blessed in Carolina, I thought I'd buy a house. No, let <laughs> My nephew like, what's that? What's that? Oh, I said, that's my cash up. Shut up, boy. But you know, you know as soon as I got it, right? Here come Dr. Rick. I choose the tithes to Dr. Rick. I don't tithe to the church because the church gives me a salary, which means I'm going to take back my money. This is just me. So this is the way the Lord led me. So I used to tithe to the church, but I'm like, but hey, they're going to pay that back. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm reverse. I'm taking it back. It's like this here. So I give them my coverage. I just, God's going to do what he's going to do. I, can't, I used to try to say, well, I need this and I need that. I'm like, hold on. You know my needs before I ask. This is kingdom, right? God, I just thank you for taking care of my needs. I thank you that I'm not going to be hungry. I thank you for favor. See, that thing I drove up in here, favor. That was favor. I, I'll tell you that later. I'll tell you. That's favor. I walk in favor. And people say favor ain't fair. No, favor is fair. It ain't fair for you motor scooters that don't pay your tithe. But for me, favor's fair. Favor's a bad motor. Come on, Rev. Come on back over here. Here we go. Look, man. I said 840, right? I got I say 30. I don't need what you mine got 832. Nah, I don't know what iPad you on. <laughs> you gonna give me my minute. He taking all my stuff, man. Let's go. So understand, please. And I'll finish this reclaiming authority possibly next week. It's God's will that every person be redeemed and rule the earth through the spirit of Christ. It is through mankind that God desires to reveal his Catch this, please. It is through you that God desires to reveal his character, his nature, his principles, his precepts, and his righteousness to the visible world. The world only see God through you. So let's think about it. How's right? You're kind of cocky. You're kind of arrogant. You know what I'm saying? You think you know what's going on? So let's look at Jesus. They want to stone Jesus, right? And he walked through the crowd. Nobody touch him. So why are you mad at me? Because I do that. <laughs> Jesus did it. They tried to stone him. They want to kill Jesus. I'm, I'm good, dog. You can't touch this, baby. <laughs> Pastor right, you shouldn't act like that. I got word. I have authority. I'm kingdom. You can't touch kingdom. Huh? I got angels watching over me. I got angels walking with me. Walk up here like a fool if you want to. How'd you fall on the ground, bro? I don't know. That must have been one of them. I don't know his name. I know he's there. I have an assignment. You can't touch the assignment. 
As long as I'm walking in the assignment, I still got work to do. 120, baby, 120. You keep talking about you dying at 70. Go on with your bad self. 120, baby, 120. That's the first promise. I'm taking the first one. So I said, well, how you want to live that old? I ain't going to be feebles. Said Moses died. He wasn't nothing feeble about him. Brother could still walk, talk. I ain't striking the rock. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Hey, strike. What'd you say, Lord? Okay, just speak this time. All right, we'll do. Understand my authority. But they see it in you. They see it in you. You kissing and hugging on and on, rubbing and dubbing on and on. Now you done, you done gave your religion to another man or woman. Slip. It didn't slip. You felt that heat? Come on here, Ohio players. Fire. Boom, boom, boom. Get out. I need love. You need Jesus. Need Jesus. I don't know how I went there. Come on, Rev. <laughs> Get back, Rev. Again, though, but this is his eternal plan. He wants to use you. And it applies to your present lives on earth today as well as it's going to apply through eternity. Now, you have to remember this. It was never God's intention that I need to do this part here because people don't got on my nerves. It was never God's intention that man would live and work in heaven. See, let me tell you something. I've had issues for years with all my degrees. I've had issues for years, and I never could put one and one together to make two. It kept making nothing. And I know one plus one is supposed to be two. One plus one is two. One and one's eleven. Gotcha. But one plus one spoke. It wasn't. It wasn't coming out. I, I couldn't understand. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get it. I really couldn't get it. And then I'm like, Oh, okay, God. This. This is what you're trying to tell me. That basically, because of the fall, our spirits will now separate from our bodies at death. That's why there's a separation. Because I kept asking God, Why, if we die, our spirits go to heaven and our bodies disintegrate in the earth? What's 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 the purpose? What's the purpose of that? So, of course, now I understand. It's because of sin that at death our bodies are separated and our spirits go to heaven and the <clears throat> because we're redeemed. But yet God made us this promise, right? He said that when we come to the head office, heaven, we'll stay there only for a while. There will come a day when our bodies will be resurrected and rejoined with our spirits so that we can continue to rule in the new earth that God will create. But the problem is it's not going to be the same body. Because this body here is corruptible. You know, you got worms and all this mess, this motor scooter. Yes. And it stretches as we grow. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. So let's look at this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 42 through 44, and also 51 and 53. It reads like this. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. For just as there are natural bodies, there are also spiritual bodies. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies uh, must be transformed into immortal bodies. I fought with that for years because I couldn't understand until I comprehended the kingdom. 
I couldn't understand until I comprehended the fact we still fighting to get to heaven and he never told us we was going to heaven. Y'all know the truth. Now y'all got quiet in this. Think about it. When you go to church, get saved so you can go to heaven. Anybody tell you? They didn't tell y'all that? Y'all quiet. Now take the mask off. You got your vaccination. Someone, I need to see some, some move your eyes, move your head, do something. Ain't that what they told us? At least I know that's why I got saved because I was raised in hell. I said, I can't, I can't. So I gave my life to the Lord to go to heaven, but that's unbiblical. <laughs> the Bible says you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so you can get back into your place of authority in the kingdom. Jesus didn't tell you to seek heaven. He told you to seek the kingdom. Because of Jesus' death, we now have the authority given back to us that Adam once had. He told Adam to rule, subdue, replenish, right? Replenish did not mean have babies. Replenish means give back that which I've given to you and multiply. Then he said, take control over. What do you have control over? What do you own? What do you have access to? Who are you? What do they call you? How do they respect you? Do they know who you are in Christ? Or are they scared every time you come because you always got a frown on your face? Are they intimidated because of your look? Are they intimidated because you know who you are? There's a difference. I'm sorry. Excuse me, please. I like intimidating people because of the authority God has given me. Because I'm going to let you know you ain't walking over me. I'm a king's child. I'm an ambassador, and I got the plates for it. <laughs> Think about it. That's that anointment right on that head. Just like you treat ambassadors from other countries, treat me that way because I'm from another country. I don't obey by your rules. I obey by the rules of the kingdom. So my opinion is going to always be kingdom. I don't care whether you like me or not. My opinion will always be kingdom, whether it's politics, whether it's social media. My opinion will always be kingdom. A-L-W-A-Y-S. I don't care how many exclamation points you put on it. Why? Because he gave me that authority and I will not deviate. I will not deviate because this group wants me to think like this or I'm black and I should think like that. I'm not black or white. I'm kingdom. And in kingdom, there's no black, white, Jew, Greek, bond free, male, female. I am K-I-N-G-D-O-M. And whether you like me or not, frankly, my dear, I will walk in my authority. Because he gave to me. And that's what people are looking for, the truth. Too many times churches compromise. Well, okay. I guess if you put it like that. What the flip? Put it like what? So where's your righteousness? Well, you know, they said they're going to do this for me. Uh, yeah, that's right. He told you the same thing, didn't he? And y'all still think she ate an apple. The Bible just says she ate fruit. It could have been a banana. Chiquita. No, stop. <laughs> I, I'm going to do this last. I'm going to do this last. I got to get out of it. I, I got to. Let me do this so we can get out of here. I hope somebody got blessed. So again, in Isaiah 66 and 17, it says, look, I'm creating a new heaven and a new earth. What did he say he created? What he? A new heaven and a new earth. So everybody said, Apostle Right, you done lost your mind. Now you're a lost young because you ain't teaching gospel. He says, I'm creating a new heaven and a new earth. Watch. Here's what I love about it. It scares the mess of me. Think about this. It says, and no one will even think about the old one anymore. You won't even think about walking your dog and that Jewish woman rebuking you. You won't think about that. That was straight shade. That was straight shade. That was, 
pray for me. I, I was just straight. I just came. I, I just came right out of my cocoa krispies on that one. And just you know what it is. You don't want to hear that conversation. Over this. No, I mean you know, that's out of love though. But that's what that's where we're at. We won't even remember this. So it's almost like that old songwriter said, "This is just a rehearsal." The problem he said is when he get to heaven. This is just rehearsal when we create over the earth. Because we'll be kings and priests to the lamb over the earth. We'll be judging the angels. Right. And they still wait for you to tell them to do something now. Let's go. In the book, of, just a little part. In the book of Revelation, God speaks of thrones and of our reigning and ruling with him on earth. Uh, Revelations 5 and 10. And ye have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God, and they will reign on the earth. That's Revelations 5 and 10. We can also look at, uh, uh, I think it's Revelations 20 and 4. I think I put that on there. I might not have copied that, but you can look at that one. Uh, uh, Revelations 20 and 4, and also verse 6, New Living Translations. Then I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given. What? I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded. For their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God, they had not worshipped the beast or his statue or his politics. I put that in there. Nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or their hands or the virus. I'm sorry. Other, Y'all know another virus is coming. I'm just going to throw it at you real quick. And you heard it from me. Because now they know that you're subject. So this is off, this is off the scale. This is off the word. They know now that whatever they produce out, you're going to receive it as being truth. And so now they figured out a way they can control you. It's okay. You ain't got to pay me any attention. I understand what I see in the spirit. Now they know they can control you because they just controlled the whole world. Right, right. They just controlled the whole world. And everybody ran, and people still don't know that they took a vaccination that says that it can't even cure the virus. I have nothing against anybody who took the vaccination. I'm just telling you the fact. They said it can't kill the virus. So why are you giving it to me? Why are you giving me something that can't kill things? What are you testing? They're not going to tell you. It's okay. I haven't been on the news for 10 days. I don't know what's going on. I know what I hear. 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 They're just setting us up. Now watch another one pop up. I guarantee another one's going to pop up pretty soon. They're, oh, yeah, we got to Just shoot them again, Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Shoot them again. Yeah, they do. Yeah, because now they tell you you got to get a booster shot. See, right then I had an issue. I said, well, I'm going to get a boost. Drink me some pomegranate juice. Plead the blood of Jesus. But again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, because, you know, my mother has to go into the nursing home. She's going to be on 14 days, uh, what they call that thing? Quarantine. This is the second time she's went to the nursing home before they had to put on quarantine. They didn't, she didn't get a shot. This time, I think she wants the shot. And I say, she shot, shot, shot. I'm praying. I'm praying. You know, my brother's uh, 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 fiance, girlfriend, she had, she had side effects. Everybody will get side effects. This is just me. This is just me. So please, I get tired of people getting offended when I talk about certain things. Please don't be offended. If you got the shot, fine. I'm just telling you, open your eyes. Be careful. Be careful because they, they watch. The government watch. They keep doing these things. And I'm like, well, all these people died. Yeah, here's my issue. I need to get back to this so I can get out. Here's my, nobody died of the flu this year, did they? 
The flu is mad, y'all. The flu like, well, God dang it, what happened to me? Now, then you have these nuts. Well, that's because everybody was masked up. They were sneezing through their mask. They taught me in school not to cover your face because you break down your immune system because you're breathing in your own bad breath. You ever put this monkey on and eat some onions? Good God from Zion, boy. I ate some onions one day and I put that mask on. I said, man, I got to walk out this store because I'm about to kill myself. I like, huh? I can imagine how some of y'all, when y'all get up early in the morning, don't brush y'all teeth and put that monkey on it. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Where was I at? Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I did verse, verse four. Uh, they all came to lie again. Uh, they had not worshipped the beast or a statue nor accepted his mark on their foreheads and hands. They all came to life again. And they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them the second death holds no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. Y'all remember we studied Revelation several months ago. Uh, so let's go. I, I'm, this is my last paragraph. God isn't going to raise you from the dead just to live with him forever. Understand the kingdom. He's going to raise you from the dead so that you can get with your work, so you can get on your calling, you can get on your vocation. That's literally why the scripture says in Revelation 22 and 5 uh, that we will reign with Jesus. It says they will reign forever and ever. There's no end. Reign means what? To have dominion, to administrate. And that's the same authority he gives us today. As I come into a close, therefore, as we live and work in this fallen world today and in the future, when we will live and reign with Jesus, the commission from God is still the same. Genesis 1, 26, that the rule over all the earth. I'm raising sons and daughters to rule, not be fools. I'm raising sons and daughters to have dominion, to set precedence. When you walk in your office, you should set a standard. When you walk in Walmart, they should say, dang, I don't know who just walked in this morning. Something shifted, did you feel when you go up to the counter, they should say, hi, ma'am, how are you doing? Hi, sir, how are you doing? I hope you're having a wonderful day. The whole continent has changed. Why? Because you're an ambassador. Let me tell you something about an ambassador. When you go into D.C. and you go down Ambassador's Row, if you hit the ambassador, if you hit the, uh, the house where the ambassador for Iran is at, once you step across that threshold, you are no longer in D.C. You are in Iran. Everything in that monkey is Iranian. When you hit that little corner, where the Jewish embassy is, once you walk through that gate, it's all, it's all Israel, baby. Shalom, Asabai, all that good stuff. You in this house of, they got it, it, all of So now we're ambassadors of the kingdom, right? So when you come in my space, you should feel my kingdom. You come in my space, if there's deliverance, you should get delivered. If you come in my space, you should get healing. If you come in my space, Everything that you desire should be something that you can have. When you hit my space, you should feel the presence of God, not my attitude. Because I have authority. Bless the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe to Kingdom Expectations Podcast and also like us on our social media Facebook page at Kingdom Expectations. As always, stay blessed and be safe. God bless you.